This podcast is produced by Student Media. Student Media is a student organization at the University of Evansville. Student Media produces the Crescent Magazine, published online and in print three times a semester. Student Media produces several podcasts and utilizes design, photography, video, and sound towards experiential and academic learning in journalistic endeavors and engaging storytelling. Student Media elevates the voice of the student body and connects the campus and community to important information and points of view. To learn more, visit crescent.evansville.edu. Hello, players who can no longer play just one class. And DMs who have seven intricate PCs they've built and have been waiting to play for years, but know they never will. <laughs> Welcome back to Table Talk. I'm Maddie. And I'm Robert. What are we talking about today, Robert? Um, how to play more than one class at the same time and not be shit at it, hopefully. <laughs> um, it's not even that clearly explained in the player's handbook, which, not to shit on the people that wrote it, I mean, 5th edition is very complicated and very hard to understand. So I don't pretend to know it better than they do, but I'm um, just doing some of the research for this particular episode on like learning how the fuck like the official oh, official stuff crazy. is is kind of crazy. There's um a whole bunch of rules that go with it. Um, it gets really really into the the nitty gritty when you start talking about casting spells and cantrips from different classes because you still have to cast with the original ability modifier, mm -hmm. not your primary one. So if you're like uh, doing, um, what are two with different casting? Uh, so if you're casting um, like wizard and Divine Smite with Charisma, you're not going to use Charisma to then use one of your wizard cantrips. Yeah. Like it's just, that's not how it's going to work. Um, it's, 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 all, it's all very convoluted. Multi-classing is, um, is difficult and honestly... 95% of players are going to be better off sticking to a single class just because unless you really are going for like a super specific build, chances are you're going to miss out on the benefits of just like the original class you picked. Yeah. Um, Multi-classing is particularly useful when you want features, usually within the first three levels of another class, uh, but you want to focus more on, on one. It can be fun for story reasons. It, it mechanically is kind of like, okay, I'm missing this specific kind of thing, whether that's AC, I want higher hit points, I want more access to certain kinds of spells, I want to be able to do more unarmed strikes, then maybe it makes sense for your wizard to multi-class into a monk if they like. Mm -hmm. also like the idea that they're trained in martial combat, or for your um, warlock to multi-class into rogue if they, they want to do the more like stealthy side of magic while also getting sneak attack dice, which... Yeah. You don't get that for spells, yeah. so that's kind of the, the, the downside. But I'll say the other way, I think, is also like very character-driven. If you have a character that you really, really want to be built in a specific way, like uh, Bard Barian is a, rel is a relatively well-known build. If you want to be like a he man, like the strong man in a circus, and you want to be a performer, but you want to be very physical about it, you know that would be kind of a good build to go with, or just like like flavor purposes as opposed to just mechanical. Because uh, I'm someone who will tank my own stats um, if it fits the vibe. Uh, I literally lowered one of my stats for my character that I'm currently playing as I was going through, and I was like... Because it didn't make sense. I was like, she cannot be that charismatic. She's she's very bad at this. So I lowered her score, like, just unprompted. Um, so if you're, like, really into that s aspect of it. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, if you're, like, someone who, like, really likes, like, min-maxing and, like, metagaming and optimization builds, you can get there with multi-classing, but, like Robert mentioned earlier, a lot of the time you're going to end up like unless you know what you're doing inside and out, mm -hmm. it's how you're gonna. Every player is gonna go through multi-classing a character and just fucking it up like a lot and just kind yeah. of making it redundant and like 
abilities that just like kind of cancel each other out as opposed to like helping each other. There's a lot of overlap as well between classes, um, specifically in class features. So they sound or they're labeled different, but they read the same. Um, I'll get into some of those examples. Uh, one of the other things to keep in mind when multi-classing is that there are two general terms to keep in mind. Character level is the first, and then class level is the second. They don't really use those terms in 5th edition all that much, but it's still kind of useful to know. Character level is the total number of levels you have across all of your classes. If that's a singular class, then that you, that's also your class level. But if you're a level 5 character, then your character level would be 5. But if you're multi-classing in Fighter and then also in Rogue, you could say that your class levels then, respectfully, are Fighter 3 and Rogue 2. Um, Or the opposite, or as many high or low as you want. Um, And that's kind of how it'll display sometimes on whatever, like if you're using a digital character sheet, I know ours, it it breaks it down by that. Um, If you're doing it physically, it's just something you have to keep track of. But uh, the first step to choosing is um, figuring out what requirements you need to actually break into another class. So in the Player's Handbook, Chapter 6, Customization Options, there's a fun little list of prerequisites to multi-class. The main barrier is um, your ability scores. So strength, charisma, wisdom, dexterity, um, intelligence. Mm -hmm. None of them, not a single class casts with constitution. It's a a fucking stupid stat that doesn't need to be there. There was an interview that that Brendan Lee Mulligan did on um, the podcast uh, Adventuring Academy, I think it was, uh, Mm -hmm. where... He was talking about, this is me referencing someone else talking about a, po- a article they read on a different podcast. So this is like very redundant. But, um, going through multiple about, levels. Well, it talked about, um, how there was an argument that sorcerers should use constitution as their primary ability modifier because it's like it's innate to their bloodline or their person. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's about control over your individual body as opposed to like how fucking sexy you are, which I know that's not what charisma is, but like. Mm-hmm. To me, that's always kind of what charisma reads as. Right. Uh, but I think that that's just a... So there's arguments out there. Maybe somebody wants to homebrew their own um, class. Yeah, using constitution, constitution is um, casting uh, modifier would be cool. But uh, generally speaking, all of your barriers are 13. doesn't matter what the stat is. It's going to be strength 13, charisma 13, wisdom 13, dex 13, intelligence 13... The only one that uses intelligence to break into the multi-class is wizard. Everything else is either going to be charisma, dex, wisdom, or uh, strength. There are also some classes that lend themselves to breaking into um, multi-class than others, right? Mm-hmm. So fighter, monk, paladin, and ranger, um, right? They have two different stats that you can break into them with, wisdom and dexterity, strength and charisma, dexterity and wisdom, uh, strength or dexterity. So in theory, if you just wanted to have a really high dex character, you don't actually need to have a separate stat that also hits 13. You could multi-class into Fighter, Monk, and Ranger, and Rogue if for some fucking reason you wanted to do four classes. That's um, obscene. I, only using Dexterity, so you don't actually point, need to have two different stats. I think if you're going beyond two classes, I, I, I've seen builds with three. But yeah, I think if you're going... Three for sure. At, like, three is already crazy. If you are trying to get more classes than that, don't. Mm-hmm. Just don't. There's no mechanical benefit to that, really, because you're, all, you're not going to be able to get to a high enough level for you to be able to do things that are powerful enough to back up all of the fucking work that you're doing and the mm. goddamn pages you are going to have to sift through to, like, use your own fucking class features. Yep. A couple of things that also change up when you multi-class. So hit points and hit dice. If you don't know what those are, please go listen to the previous episodes or this isn't going to make a whole lot of sense. 
Uh, TLDR, whenever you level up, your class has a set amount of hit dice, so that could be a 6, a 10, a 12, depends on what class you're in, and basically when you level up, you'll roll X amount of those, and that'll determine how much health you get using the um, hit points higher than first level section in the player's handbook. Uh, the way that this works with multi-class is actually kind of interesting, so if you... Uh, if you've had nothing but sixes as a wizard up to four different levels and then up to your fifth level, you decide you want to take Barbarian, you get a D12. That does not mean that you get to roll five D12s instead of four D6s and one D12. You only get the one, but it does mean that you will roll with all those different dice. Uh, the other thing is that your proficiency bonus is not something you have to worry about. It is the same regardless of how many classes you're in. It only cares about your character level. It doesn't give a shit about what other classes you have points or experience in. Yeah. Leveling up, if you do experience points, that also doesn't give a shit about your class level. You still have to get eight if you have seven points in different classes. You're still looking at leveling up to eight. Doesn't really matter. Mm -hmm. um, thinking of other things. The proficiencies you get are a little bit different because a lot of the time when you're starting out with a class, you get a certain number of like proficiencies that automatically come with it. Yep. Um, versus when you're multi-classing, it's a little bit more like Streamlined. There's only certain ones that you get, mm -hmm. uh, and generally that's going to be proficiencies with items, um, and I mean items in the terms of, like, weapons and armor and things yep. like that. You're not going to be getting, like, bonuses to actual skills, um, which means if you're multiclassing into sorcerer or wizard, you get nothing. kind of shit, you get nothing. Yeah, you get nothing. You get, um... A fucking middle finger, yep. I guess. Just looking at the table, it's it's shields, like simple weapons, martial weapons, light armor, one skill of your choice. Like, it's all very basic stuff. Um, and it's essentially to keep you from getting too many overlapping abilities just because yeah. there are a lot of things that are similar. Another important thing to know is that when you very, very, very first create a character in your first level of a class, it gives you a starting equipment to choose from. You do not get an additional set of starting equipment mm -hmm. if you put a first level in another class beyond your first class. Why would you? Um, I mean, you can choose to go out and buy a whole new set of gear to, like, I don't know, fit the vibe, but it's yeah. not something that just comes with the level up. And a lot of the time, uh, or, I mean, I guess it depends on what level you're starting at, but if you're, like, playing characters from a lower level and moving forward, oftentimes you're going to be multi-classing along the way. So it's going to mm -hmm. be you're already actively playing this character when you decide that you want to take levels in something else. And the idea of getting starting equipment for that is so goofy because it's like most of the time there's not like a real world event that's like, cool, you like level up and it's this really cool thing. It's like, no, you wake up the next morning because you leveled up outside of the table uh, and you have these new abilities. And the idea of like waking up and just seeing a whole new pile of like of stuff next of to you. Stuff that's You've just, just been granted like a whole new kit of shit because you decided you wanted to get good at singing instead of punching. Yeah, and it just like spawned in. Um which I think is, like, kind of goofy. I think it's fun, but, like... Yeah, it's not happening. Yeah. I mean, unless you just really want it to happen. Uh, another thing to consider about multi-classing that a lot of people miss out on because they're not 100% sure how to do it right, ability score increases are a class feature. They are not something that come with your character level overall. So ability score increases, for those that, again, are unaware, go back and listen to the previous episodes, TLDR. Uh, usually at the 4th, 8th, 12th, 16th, and 19th levels, with the exception of fighters and rogues who get more ability increases. Um, it is a class feature at those levels to get an ability score of your choice to increase. What that means is if you hit the 4th level as a fighter, you can then choose to increase one of your ability scores by 1. It's usually going to give you an option between so on and so forth. It is entirely possible in your entire run in multi-classing to miss every single ability score increase if yeah. you choose to do it that way. It's fucking dog shit. It is. It is incredibly dog shit. And what it means is that you need to at least, in my opinion, you need to pick one 
core class to focus on at least until you get to the fourth level maybe the fifth level because you really start getting a lot of increases to a lot of different things at the fifth level beyond that do whatever the fuck you want but unless you have magical items uh to boost your ability scores or you have um you just rolled really good on like uh roll points and roll ability scores as opposed to um uh, what are the other ways to build your character what the fuck is that system called point point by yeah or as opposed to point by right like if i roll straight 16s and i have a bunch of pluses and i don't have a score below a 14 a fucking ability score increase yeah. like i'm just gonna go out of my way to get one magical item that's just gonna dump stat one of them and then take whatever levels i want another class yeah but if you're not so fortunate you have like a nine in intelligence and you would like to pump that up eventually good fucking luck maybe not multi-class good luck i mean you can it's just gonna be a lot harder because you're not gonna get to use any of the fun multi-class aspects until you at least grab one of those ability score increases i think one of the other like kind of uh, downsides to multi-class and i don't say this and i don't think either of us are coming at this from a point of like being anti-multi-class almost all of the characters that i play are multi-class um just because it's something i enjoy to do but a lot of the times you have to be very careful about making sure that you don't have abilities that like completely cancel each other out or that your multi-class doesn't render your character useless. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, if you're a barbarian of any kind, you have to keep in mind, okay, well, when you're raging, you can't cast spells. Mm-hmm. That's going to be pretty fucking big if you decide to multi-class into a spellcasting class because it's like, cool, that's great. You cannot use any of those in combat if you want the benefits of rage. Mm-hmm. Um, and like trying to like kind of balance those things. And it's also a thing of like extra attack. Yeah, that doesn't stack. Yeah, no, it's you, you get, get it once. You, you can only take it once. So uh, if you, you have, if you have a feature with fighter and a feature with monk that both say you can make two attacks, you can still only make two attacks. You don't suddenly get four. Same thing with an armor defense. It's another ability that doesn't stack. Um, and again, like I mentioned earlier, cantrips and spells you cannot cast them using another modifier outside of the one assigned to your class. Um, so if you get a cantrip from your one level in wizard mm-hmm. and you have a dump stat in anything that's not intelligence and you have like the bare minimum requirement for wizard you're never going to be able to upcast that transcript and it's only ever going to be locked at level one wizard yeah and it's one of those things of like a lot of multi-classing you can tell which character which classes kind of lend itself to multi-classing with other classes mm-hmm. any of your charisma based uh spellcasting classes are going to be able to like you're pretty easily able to multi-class i personally am a huge fan of the sorcerer warlock multi-class um and you're also going to be able to see like cool like druid monk and fighter which we kind of talked about earlier those are all going to like go really well together Mm. um any of your martial classes if you're going to like multi-class with something i would with a barbarian for reasons outside of like just the flavor and if you're looking for like a good mechanical build you're gonna want to be looking at the more martial classes because that's like what Mm -hmm. you're gonna be able to do and be able to like recognize okay well with this one huge feature of this class i can't do so many of the other things like a Mm -hmm. rogue paladin sounds cool in theory because you're like oh cool i could like sneak attack and smite on the same turn and then you have to keep in mind okay well what do i have to do with whatever my like rogue subclass is to get that sneak attack damage. Is mm-hmm. that something that I'm going to be able to feasibly do as a paladin if I'm gonna be like wearing heavy armor mm-hmm. and I'm going to be wielding on stealth checks. a martial weapon or like a great sword or something. It's gonna be significantly I don't even think you can. Can you sneak attack with like a great sword? I think you or can does it have as to be long as weapon? as long as you're attacking somebody from stealth, I believe you get sneak attack damage okay. if you have the ability to do so. Yeah. Otherwise it's just flanking and you call it advantage. 
it's just one of those things where you've got to like really think through and design. YouTube is great work. for finding quick builds. People do all sorts of example builds online um, of like favorite anime characters or favorite character from comic books or from fantasy. And a lot of the times it is multi-class because like real people or real character builds are usually a little bit more complex than like just mainlining one subclass in another class. Like it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense for like that incredibly dynamic and diverse character that has a list of different powers and abilities to be a singular class. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of where I think multi-classing lends itself more to the role play and less to the mechanics unless you're just really, really, really good at it. Um, because there's, there's, there's so much economy and action economy and class features and AC and hit points and hit dice and proficiencies and cantrips and spells and features that you have to constantly keep in mind depending on just I how mean, far you want to take your multi-class. Because it's already exhausting as a player trying to memorize and fully understand like the depth of your character build and everything. Mm -hmm. Because you just oftentimes, when, especially when you're getting to higher levels, you have so many things that you can do. And then adding another class into that, it can be overwhelming. Mm -hmm. um, so unless you're like super confident in something, I would steer away from it. However, I do think that multi-classing is something that every player should learn how to do and should try at least once. Um, I think there are classes themselves that also lend itself to, I've said before, lend itself to multi-classing better. I played a straight rogue for one one-shot. Never again in my fucking life will I ever play a straight rogue. <laughs> that was, it was one of the most garbage experiences. And it's one of those things of like, cool, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to multi-class. Like, I, I love warlocks. I don't think I would ever play a warlock without multi-classing. Mm -hmm. Just because the limited spell slots gets me. Nah, like, I know you've you got gotta, Eldritch Blast. you got a mainline warlock, man. It's the only way to do it. Nah. Cast anything, any spell you want to at the fifth level, and you fucking kidding me? I mean, that's really nice. I have, like, four spell slots, but I'm also doing six times the amount of damage than the wizard next to me who's casting it at, like, the second level. Correct, but I raise you, sorcerer main. Like the fucking unwanted love child of a warlock and a wizard where some piss baby went, but I still want to do more in, in combat, and I want to be able to cast things faster while still having spell slots. No one cares. No one asks for it. <laughs> this is no one gives a fuck. Oh, you're just naturally good at things? Eat shit. At least, like, the warlock had to make a pact with some, like, deity, yeah. and the wizard had to study or, like, find a book. What did you do? You were born. Yeah, and it's one you of those things. You were born a fucking poser. Of the idea of, like, I, every time, every time I see an interaction with, like, the concept of, like, a wizard and then, like, a sorcerer and um, a fucking warlock, like, talking about their magic is so fucking funny to me because it's, like, the wizard's, like, cool, I've studied for years. The warlock's, I made, like, a powerful deal with an entity. A sorcerer's, like, I, somebody in my family fucked somebody, and now I can cast spells. I uh, was born this way. Fucking nerds, fucking losers. Get wrecked. Like, it's... Yep. Um, but one of the fun things you could do with warlock, and it depends on your table, but you can also, with having the ability to burn spells, like... uh spell slots into sorcery points is really nice when you're taking another like spellcasting class because uh and Robert's shaking his head in real life because I did this and I just had Constantly. damn near infinite spell Constantly. slots and it was to a laughable point where I was like asking for magical items to take away my I traded spell slots for like or no I traded cantrips because my list of cantrips was ridiculously long I was like I don't want these can I trade them for something else and I was like trading spell slots for like different abilities just because I was like, I have too many of them. I need to get rid of them. Um, so if you're looking for just sheer number of spell slots, you know, that's a build that you can definitely look at. Yeah. 
It's a little annoying, but you certainly can. Like you also, you could just be a wizard if you really want that many nah, spell slots Nah, I'm not a fucking abilities. loser. Right, but instead of having to do like the math with multiclassing into sorcerer and warlock to achieve what the wizard already does by itself. I took, okay, to be fair, I also took that multi-class for flavor reasons. Yeah, for flavor reasons, but also the mechanical. And see, this is where I think a lot of times the, the, like, the result is cool, but then considering that a lot of the results are just what a regular class could do if you mainline it. Correct. That's where multi-classing gets a little like, eh, but like, why would you? Because it's like, I could multi-class fighter and rogue to do some really, f- I mean, this is a hot take, but I could, I could multi-class fighter and rogue to get like a really cool, sick ranged ability ranged weapon build, or I could just mainline ranger and get all of the uh, feats that I need, or artificer and just have a gun. Yeah. Like, yeah, maybe I can do sneak attack damage and I can take more than one hit, but like, or one one attack a turn, but like also, why? It's definitely one of those things, and a lot of the time that you see people talking about like multi-classing when it comes to like broken builds and stuff like that is... For one specific combo, it's to nab a single feature. It's always to nab a single feature, which is great. But like, I like multiclassing, and I lean towards multiclassing because I like my characters to be decent at several things, as opposed to just really, really good at one thing. Mm -hmm. Um, I like, like, in the character I'm currently playing, I was, I wanted to take uh, one of these uh, basically features that would allow me to use um, a DA for my unarmed strike. And Robert was like, "Why the fuck would you do that?" She's not a martial character. Mm-hmm. She's never been within like ten feet of anyone in any combat. Um, it's not helpful. She um, don't hit people. Yeah, but I liked the idea of being able to have like, okay, well, if I'm in this situation, I've got this, which fits the character, but it's also to a point where I was like cutting back and being like, okay, I need to think a little bit more mechanical mm-hmm. so I'm able to make a comprehensive build because it doesn't make sense for me to play a fucking, this is not an example of what the character was, but like if I'm playing a barbarian, mm. I can't hold concentration while I'm enraged. So cool, I can buff myself up with all these spells. And then like, lose it the second you go to use your main class I, feature. Yeah, I use rage. And if you're a barbarian and you're not using rage, what are See, you doing? a barbarian doing? monk combo would be fun just because you could reckless attack and then just start your chain because it's all about how many attacks you land with yeah. your opening hit. Um, the other things to consider too is like some, depending on how many levels you put into classes, you might fuck yourself. Like if you decide to take barbarian and let's say any other class that can like hit people, but you don't have an inherently high C, uh, high AC, you're gonna put yourself in a disadvantage with reckless attack and then end up getting fucking hit guaranteed because you have a 13 AC. Yeah. Yes, you can take two attacks and yes, you can rage, but also you don't have the AC or the hit points to get hit because you have two levels in Barbarian. I think that's one of the things 5e did very well is like it, it is it balances you to a point where it's like, cool, you can't. I mean, definitely it could feel like it mm-hmm. at times, but most of the time that's just because you have built and multiclassed into four or five fucking different classes and you're only getting like a level or two in each just to do this one thing. And it's yep. like, cool, that's great, but like. I could just well, try and get a magical item that could do the same thing. Fifth edition tries to scale the difficulty of the world when you hit certain milestones at levels. So, like, the reason why you have to be really careful when you multiclass at level five is because the, the kinds of monsters that you are fighting around the fifth level as a party, there's a sharp increase in difficulty from four to five. And if yeah. you do not have that ability increase or a really important class feature... If you've just been dicking around in other levels, chances are you're going to be fucked when your other teammates have five levels in one class and you can't do shit with your two classes because you're level two and level three. I don't think that you should be able to, and I don't know if this is a rule, but I personally don't think you should be able to multi-class until you hit oh, at it's least not a, a rule. fifth level. You can multi-class 
into a different class all the way up until the fifth level. So you could go That's one stupid, in rogue, level man. two, one in wizard, level three, one in paladin. Like you can do that. That's stupid. That's an option. All all twenty levels could be put in, in in random classes. You just roll a dice. I think as a rule, you need at least five levels in something. See, this is why I don't start people at anything below the third level, though, because starting at level one, unless you're doing it for story reasons, is just oh, it's garbage. Fucking exhausting. You have zero abilities, zero features. There's nothing fun about the class that you are. Every fight feels like cool. It is a, it is a game of who hits who first because level both of one us are level one party are... fights truly are a roll of the dice more than anything because you don't have any features to like change roles there's no you're not getting advantage on fuck all unless oh, God, you manage no. to get surprise or flank somebody which, which good luck with if that you're doing that at level one that's crazy i mean hey some people do it but like it, yeah it's just level one is absolutely a garbage level to start at and i'm sure some dms disagree with that but i think if three is baseline i like to start at five myself i think five is a really great place to be because mm-hmm. you, you get your subclass and you get a couple of extra features. You have your ability increase. You have your fifth level thing. Also, fifth level comes with a lot of really fun upticks and damage. Like, you get access to fireball. Um, all sorts of fun class stuff at fifth level. It's also level. when you start to see, like, the big difference. And, like, you definitely see, like, a, a sh- there's a sharp difference between classes in level one. Because if you're having a barbarian, and a, a, oh, yeah. even using fucking yeah. um, Sparrow and Eba, who are the characters that we play mm-hmm. in our little one-shot that we built last season... Um, seeing the difference in their levels of health and their levels of like usefulness in combat, even at level three, was fucking insane. Because mm-hmm. let me tell you, Sparrow could, was not doing jack could shit. Take so many fucking hits, though, man. For the entire <laughs> campaign, and it was me realizing, oh, cool, a sorcerer is really fun to play in a either a large party where there's mm-hmm. multiple people, or alternatively, when they are a little bit of a higher level, so they can do things. Because right yep. now. I am dead fucking weight, and the fighter over here is kicking ass because you don't need to, like... Yeah, you don't need to do anything else but hit people, man. Yeah, like, there's certain class where it's, like, cool, hands. And the hands get better as you get higher, but also, like, you can still fucking punch things at the first level. You have a higher hit dice. You have generally higher AC. Like, you just, you don't have to worry about a lot of the lower-level bullshit when you pick a more martially inclined class because... You, people that wrote fifth edition were like, "Hey, if they're going to be fighting people, then maybe we should give them the health and the AC to fight people." Which is great, and it's also a thing of like when you're playing a spellcasting class, a lot of the time the appeal to that is like, "Oh, I'm going to get to do so many cool things later," and your things are constantly changing and changing and changing, as opposed to martial classes, which there are less like dramatic increases mm-hmm. or like access to. I suddenly now have this thing that I can do that's a game changer. It's a lot right. of the time it's like slightly improving things that you can already do mm-hmm. um, and then just making them better as opposed yeah. to like a spellcasting class where it's like... multiple times and now you get advantage on that first hit. Yeah, versus Sorcerer is now like, cool, you have access to six new spells. That's not yeah. a real thing, but like it, there's, a, there's a steep difference there. Yeah. Um, I think it'd be... I, I use a, a website pretty often. I'm sure I've shouted out in pretty previous episodes, but it's RPG... Let's see here. RPGbot.net I'm on that um, right now. Yeah, it's absolutely fantastic. Uh, I don't know who runs this site or who does all of the, the typing and the writing, but shout out to them because I have used this for so many things. They it, rank character classes. so nice. They rank subclasses. They rank spells for those classes and subclasses. They rank features. They walk you through how to make certain builds and like what like what decisions to make. So like my research for this episode is a mix between RPG bot and then just straight up reading the player's handbook. Um 
But anyways, towards the bottom of their page, they have some example builds of different uh, classes multi-classing into different levels, and I was just going to read through a couple of those to give you all some examples of what that can look like, because I don't really multi-class all that often. I have a list of fun multi-classes that I'll do after, and those are better. I so, I'm going to start with Artificer. Uh, for those unfamiliar with what an Artificer does, they build things, and they use objects. You can turn objects, non-magical objects, into magical objects. They're also really famous for using, basically, guns. Uh, in just about any setting. It might not be labeled a gun. It might not be able to do as much damage as a regular a gun, gun, but it's a gun. And if they don't have one, they can build one. Um, some DMs and, and some rules in different universes like are like, oh, guns are like super rare and like the gunpowder is like impossible to make without like dragons, da-da-da-da. Like there are some settings where absolutely not, you're not getting a gun and DMs are just, I mean, that's just the way the universe is. But then there are others where it's like, nah, everyone has a gun. Everyone has a small gun or at least an artificer whose whole class or whole build of the character is to make a gun, yeah, I'll let you do it. Um, but I think this first one is fun, which is um, one level in Fighter, and then any levels in Artificer. So starting with a level in Fighter gets you heavy armor um, without giving up proficiency in Constitution saves, and then Artificer classes don't already have heavy armor, so that boosts your AC by a shit ton. It also reduces your need to rely on Dexterity. Um, so that's just kind of like a fun way to make yourself healthier as a martial class without actually having to do like any of the dexterity stuff. Cause generally if you're a fighter, your AC is going to come from, um, it's going to come from your dexterity. So you can actually like take the fun stuff in artificer without having to get cucked and put a lot of bunch of useless ass levels into, um, something you're not going to use into dexterity. Right. So like basically what that looks like to me or what that translate is, is you want to be a healthy dwarf who doesn't actually want to have to run from the fight, but still wants to be an artificer. You don't have to worry about your initial AC in the beginning, which means you also don't have to be fast. You can just sit in the back and then you can fucking build mortars or I don't know, hit people with hammers, like do whatever you want. Um, this next one is three levels in, in thief, the rogue subclass and then, or rogue, sorry, rogue class, thief subclass, and then artificer, what that gives you is the ability called Fast Hands, which allows you to use an object as a bonus action. Mm -hmm. I mentioned earlier that the, one of the fun things that artificers like to do is interact with objects. That's like 99% of what they do. So you're just going to speed run your abilities so as an artificer. So what would normally just be one action as an artificer interacting with one object, you now functionally have two, which is yeah. so much better. Yeah. It's essentially like having the, the extra attack is as a fighter or as a barbarian, but now you get it as an artificer. Yeah, because you're, you're able to attack with those objects that you're interacting with. Yep, 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 yep. What else we got here? So then barbarian example build. So this one is uh, rogues, the subclass, assassin, three levels in that, and then any number of levels in barbarian. So uh, assassins, assassinate feature it basically works really well with brutal critical, which basically makes your critical hits a lot heavier and mm -hmm. hit a lot harder, and then assassinate uh, allows you to get into those criticals easier. Uh, it basically just allows you to, like, you can improve your initiative rolls this way. You can capitalize on stealth. So putting those, like, three levels into rogue, basically allows you to uh, really increase your chances of actually landing that critical hit in the beginning of the fight, which is usually when you want to, to do them. I mean, it's great if you get it like at the end of a combat encounter, but being able to add on sneak attack damage and get stealth surprise and improve your initiative rolls and hit with advantage and be harder to hit because of dexterity, you're Gucci. And you're a barbarian, so like ideally you don't get hit a lot because you're hitting harder than other people, so now you're a rogue that can take different features that also allows you to not get hit. Like being able to roll half on anything and then just take half damage. Yeah, that's insane. That feature it's pisses just... me off 
to absolutely. I know like, how much it pisses you off. Because you could fireball a room, <laughs> and a rogue will go, actually, no, fuck you. Uh, I take half damage. Guaranteed. Yeah. And if I beat this roll, I take zero damage instead. Are you yeah. telling me that the fireball in the room doesn't hit you because you're a rogue? That is the crazy that's part it. to me. That's your like, prerequisite for not getting hit by a fucking AOE spell. It's a rogue. Yeah, and it's like, cool, you're in a room that is Ugh. the same size as Fireball. Basically, so it it feels like a nuke is going off. And just trying to also figure out, like, flavor-wise, how the fuck are you, what are you doing that this is not happening to you? Mm -hmm. Explain that to me. Give me a good explanation there. Because you being like, oh, I fade into the shadows. Cool, there are none. You are in a small room, my guy. <laughs> Literally, like, it doesn't make any fucking sense. Um, clerics, I highly recommend multiclassing it out. I'm not really going to go through a lot of the examples. Clerics by themselves aren't particularly that strong, um, in my opinion. Like, they're, they're, they're great because they have access to things like Divine Smite um, and different versions of Smite, which are not nearly as powerful as Paladins. But they have a smaller version of it. What they excel at is healing people. But if you're not in a party where healing people is super important, even some of your other subclasses that aren't focused on healing people kind of fucking suck because there's only one thing that they're good at. But yeah. multiclassing into literally anything else gives you a little bit extra shit that you can do with your spells. I also think or at minimum allows you to hit people. I also think it's a very fun way to lend itself. like uh, Because almost every single class, for the most part, has an... Like, several of the same things where it's like cool it's the devil one mm. and then it's the divine one and the holy one and yeah. like i think just flavor wise it would be fun to do something kind of like um building a divine soul uh sorcerer with like a cleric of light or something like that just for flavor purposes i don't know the actual mechanics of that i think i've looked into cleric and sorcerer and it's actually not that good um also another thing duh, you can definitely think about multi-classing cleric and paladin but it why though it's, it's awful why You're going to have a bad time. It's basically just going to tank both of the things that you could do in either of those classes that are good, and it's you're just going to be unable to do all of them because Cleric is going to be Wisdom and... Um, oh, my God. what was Wisdom and Charisma? Mm. No, it's not Charisma. For what? Paladins? Cleric. For a Cleric, it's Wisdom. Like, it's just Wisdom. Oh, it's just Wisdom? Cool. So, Cleric, you're going to get Wisdom, and then Paladin, you get to choose between Strength or Charisma, and that's three different spellcasting abilities mm -hmm. uh, so you're just kind of fucked there because if you're trying to optimize you kind of want to like dump stat and the way i play is i try and get and a lot of people play this way of like trying to get your main stat up to fucking 20 as fast as possible you can't do that if you're working with multiple spellcasting like mon like abilities or whatever the fuck um because you're going to be spread so thin that you're not going to be as um powerful and as capable as someone with a 20 in their individual spellcasting ability. Mm -hmm. um, there are a couple of, just kind of Googling on the internet, there are a few other more like classic combinations. So like we mentioned earlier, like Madison mentioned earlier, Barbarian Fighters, very mm -hmm. popular multi-class option. Yes. Um, they pair together super well because they rely on the same ability scores and oftentimes the same combat strategies. Uh, they both really benefit from high strength and high constitution scores. And typically have a bigger focus on melee combat. That's not always the case with bards, but like, why the fuck not? Yeah. Uh, and then of course, just having access to reckless attack is any class. Period is incredibly oh. hard to pass up. It's good. It like, doesn't matter who the fuck you are. And then you can get action surge and bonus rage damage, and then it's just like it's fucking crazy, man. Like the things you can do with barbarian uh, and fighters are crazy. 
Yeah. You can action surge and then reckless attack and then also be enraged that whole time. So you can just fucking crit constantly or at least have like a 19, 20% chance to crit for basically three different hits. Yeah. Because you can take your basic attack, one, two, action surge, take another one, two, and then you can reckless one of those, be enraged for all of it, and just advantage, 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 yeah. advantage. Fucking nuts. Oh, it's it's insane. Uh, the only issue is that you can't use um, heavy armor while you're enraged. That's yeah. the that's the feature that you would be swapping out there. So that means the that you have a, a harder time to... getting or an easier time getting hit. But the idea behind the barbarian fighter combo is that you don't get hit because the people yeah. that you're hitting typically go down before you do. Yeah, because you just hit them four it's... times with like two d twelve. Yeah, it is one of those things of like any time that you're multiclassing with a barbarian, <laughs> rage kind of rage is so good and it fucks up everything else yeah rage is very much one of those things where like it is the ultimate class feature and the most notable thing about barbarians always will be but like also it is very hard to work around as any other class that uses any kind of spell casting in particular because you fucking can't you yeah. cannot and if it's constitution or if it's um something you have to keep up concentration you're fucked it's gone yeah, it's it, and then the inability to use heavy armor and everything, which makes sense because also you shouldn't be a literal tank. Like you're already playing the role of tank and just heavily armoring yourself. Like, yep. There's another if you're going for like an ultimate tank build, barbarian and druid specifically, uh, path of the totem armor subclass, and then um, the druid circle of the moon subclass to basically allow you to wild shape and then take spells like uh, bark skin, which m makes your base AC 16. And then you get all those other fun benefits from being a barbarian and a druid, uh, and you essentially have the ultimate like damage mitigation character, period. Like, fuck yeah. being a paladin. You could be a druid barbarian and then wild shape and have resistance to basically every damage type while also having an AC of like 18 or 19. Yeah, that's fucking insane. You though. might not be doing a whole lot of damage because you're going to be casting spells as opposed to going into rage, but who the yeah. fuck needs to do that when you have a party of spellcasters behind you? And the only your only job is just to stand in front and have uh, basically ninety <laughs> like, health. Get with, me, motherfucker! Yeah, like, basically having ninety health with an AC of eighteen and resistance to every damage type minus psychic. Yeah, it's like you could basically just stand there like every combat and do nothing. <laughs> like if you really wanted to, you know. Like legitimately, it's just like cool. Try. Yeah, it's try. like that's it's really cute that you thought you could hit me. But you can't. But you can't. And it's not even because I'm fast. It's because my skin is so fucking thick and my skull is so large. You can't <laughs> touch me. And it's like I am physically in, like I am. I am a uh, a wall, mm -hmm. a literal wall. In that you were get fucked. You were get fucked. Yep. Um. So do you of, have one you'd like to talk? Yeah, about? Yeah, I was about to. Say, I'm gonna kind of start interjecting my own in between these. Um, I'm gonna share some characters that I personally built and played. Um, and why I enjoyed them. Uh, the the character that I said that I played was a straight rogue. Originally, I had her multiclassed, and then I um, ended up scrapping that and being like, no, fuck it, I'll play just a rogue. Mistake. So her original build was um, a warlock um, of the deep or fathomless warlock or whatever the fuck the, one, the ocean one is, um, and then she was a swashbuckler rogue. Um, and I don't have all of the stuff written down, but uh, it was also for flavor reasons, which was um, she died uh, at sea, came back. Swashbuckler um, is, like, is like a subclass of fighter in a lot of cases, by the way. Yeah. Um, Sometimes it's its own class. There, uh, there's a, a subclass of it in 5th edition. Yes, I just took the rogue option because I don't fucking know. That's what I went with. I don't know. Um, I did it. 
I'm not sure why I did it, it was a choice but I did I, it. It was a choice I made, for sure. But uh, that was, once again, for a mechanical purpose, or flavor purpose, because uh, I Davy Jones was her patron, because uh, she died at sea and got brought back to life in a, like, a fucked up way. She was a reborn. Um, and so being able to stack also, because I take, with my multi-class, because I love coming up with fun character builds, I oftentimes do take the race uh, into the builds um, with one of my favorite ones that I've done uh, semi-recently, which was this character named, Hey, this shit sucks. Do you have something you want to send in to make it better? Criticisms, topics you'd like to see discussed, or an advertisement you'd like to run? Maybe you even want to sponsor an episode. If so, shoot us a message at mc460 at evansville.edu or DM us on Instagram at Crescent Magazine. Or we'll never get better like these fucking guys. Harmony. She was a uh, protector ASMR and was uh, three levels in Paladin Oath of Devotion and seven levels in um, Bard of Whispers. Uh, fun fact, when you multiclass with Paladin or multiclass in general, you don't have to tell other people at your table what you're multiclassed in. So this is the one that everyone was like, oh, she's a Paladin. And she introduced herself as a Paladin. And the very first thing that she did uh, in the session was a Bard ability. Uh, which was Mantle of Whispers, which is when a humanoid dies within 30 feet of you, you can magically capture its shadow. And everyone went, the fuck kind of paladin are you? Mm -hmm. um, as it was described that it looks like she ate someone's soul. Um, but the reason I really like kind of like building these together, one, having any levels of like paladin with an ASMR, you already are going to be getting some base level healing with an a playing an ASMR with healing hands. Um, but then you're basically just able to like stack all of these things all of these things together. And one of the things with Paladins is uh, you get smites, which are fucking great, mm -hmm. but you have a limited number because you only have so many spell slots. So anytime that you're taking levels into another uh, spellcasting class, um, you're going to, and I, once again, I don't know if this is really in the rules, but like we had whole conversations about it when I played my first character and she multiclassed and I had like in-depth conversations with Robert of trying to figure out how the fuck multiclassing worked and I was mm -hmm. like do I have to keep my like warlock spells my sorcerer spells different and I'm not allowed to cast like do I still know the spells and I could cast them using different spell slots or blah 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 so I basically uh having so many levels in bard I had a lot more spell slots and I could just smite like a motherfucker because technically you can use um like any of your, or I don't know if it's specifically Paladin spell slots, mm -hmm. uh, but once again, that could be something that I could get checked on, but this is the way that we played it at the table and that mm. I'm allowed to do it, so it's also up to your individual DM, because uh, sometimes you get to say fuck the rules uh, to do something cool. Yep. But uh, there was just a bunch of fun, like, things that I could do. I could hit things, and then I could also have, like, spells that could do kind of fucked up things, uh, and it was also a mechanical thing, because I wanted her to be, like, a, like a very evil little fucked up girly, and uh, Bard of Whispers is a great option for that. Bard of Whispers is a fantastic option for that. Um, my other one, and I'm not gonna go through, like, all of the things that she could do, just because by the time we ended up where this character was at the end, it was just so much. I'm not going to bore anyone with it, but was that character I've talked about that I've played previously, talked about her in the podcast on several episodes, uh, named Magnolia. Um, once again, this was a multi-class that I kind of took for flavor text. I was like, cool, um, we're going to multi-class this. She's a wild magic sorcerer main, and she finds out that she has like half the soul of Jormungandr, the world serpent. I end up uh, killing myself, and then I come back to life, and I was like, hey, I'd like to kind of, like, switch. Originally, I was a rogue multi-class, and I was like, I'm not really fucking with that. Can I take Warlock and have the patron be Jormungandr? And it was like, cool, that makes mechanical, or, like, flavor text sense. 
Um, but it was a lot of fun, mostly because of the spells, the having the sorcery points and being able to convert some of these spell slots that I got uh, into sorcery points. Yeah, and so fun fact, uh, Sorcerer Warlock multiclass is uh, fucking memed uh, by a lot of people oh, in the yeah. community because it is game-breaking. It is. Um, because you essentially have a near-infinite number of spell slots, which means yeah. it's just one person taking an incredibly long time because they they can cast whatever spell they want as many times as they want. Mm -hmm. There's no limit on how fast or how short a spell has. Like... There's so many fucking things you can do with a, a warlock sorcerer build, and it's just kind of an eye roll sometimes because it's broken. Like, why do anything else? It's, it's be anybody else. It made Please. sense for the character, uh, but also bear in mind if you're doing a sorcerer warlock build, you have to be a very specific type of person. And I don't mean as a player; I mean like as the character you're playing, because mm -hmm. I can tell you right now, they're not a good person. Yeah, most um, likely not. Like, your character is built inherently to be selfish because, cool, guess what you can do with both of those classes? You're not going to have a lot of healing or any, like, really support. Like, if like a lot of the times those classes are not support lending. Um, so all of the stuff is going to be for yourself, which is great if you're playing uh, in, like, a more, like, selfish way. But being able to use those sorcery points and be like, cool, I'm going to, like, fucking twin spell or um, I'm going to empower spell or quicken... And just do fucking spell after spell after spell. And mm. then you also get to use those on much higher levels because of the warlock thing. It's like, cool, well, I went from having, like, this many. Or I think at the end she was level 15. And I can't remember what the actual breakdown was. I have it written down somewhere else. I have it written down my phone. Um, if you want to complain about that class again for two seconds. Yeah, I was just going to talk about a, uh, a different combination really quick. Oh, wait, um, I found it. Well, it's okay. It's okay. You'll, you'll, you'll be here. You're not going anywhere. Uh, Ranger Rogue is also a really fun one because you basically get to take advantage of all the dexterity-based stuff. Um, it's also one of the easiest ways to actually make the Ranger class useful uh, beyond being able to do like things at range. So, fun fact, the Rogue has just as many features and capabilities of being excellent in ranged combat as the Ranger does. Uh, but the difference is you get to keep all the fun things that a Rogue gets access to with none of the dumb shit that Rangers have. Yeah. Um, so... Pairing several things together, a Hunter's Mark, which gives you an advantage on a specific enemy sneak attack, which obviously gives you a shit ton of extra dice, and then choosing different fighting styles. Essentially, every time you hit somebody with a ranged attack, if it's your preferred target, you are rolling a fistful of dice, and it's all damage. Yeah, Rogue is and a it's good with advantage. I think, in terms of like the two best classes to mul if you're gonna like play a character, maybe take even like one to two levels in like either Warlock or uh, Rogue. I think is almost always beneficial. Or at least it's always beneficial for me. Um, yeah, somebody likes to I do build. damage. Yeah. Yeah. I love damage. Yeah, we know. We know. Anything else? Uh, anyway, I found it. It was uh, 13 levels in Sorcerer and 5 levels in Warlock. Specifically, um, uh, Great Old One Warlock and Wild Magic Sorcerer. It was very fun. Super fun to interact with this DM. Uh, it was also, one of the fun things was uh, from the warlock thing, I could telepathically communicate with any creature within 30 feet of me. And then also, that's a, like a fun thing to yell when you have a wild magic surge of being like, cool, I guess I got like five fucking seconds to tell everyone around me what's happening before I like either bounce or everyone gets fucked mm -hmm. or whatever the fuck happens. I thought you were... Do you have anything else? I mean, 
I feel like I'm in fucking timeout right now. No, Jesus you're not Christ. in timeout. You're not in timeout. I just this is probably going to be a shorter episode than our other ones because I don't really see where else we go from here. No, that's fair. Um, I thought I mean, we could build a. That was my thought: is that maybe we take our two characters into the multi-classing area. Yeah, I we think could. Be we fun. could do that. And just kind of sh- like give them an example, or walk them through even Sparrow's thing. Should I multi-class her into Warlock because we were just talking about uh, it? I assume we're cutting this part. Yeah, no, we'll cut this part. Um, Do you want me to go ahead and hit the button? Yeah, just so I have a better idea of where this happens. I mean, there's a pretty big gap in there where we stopped talking, but I mean, whatever you want to multi-class into, I mean, we're not going to be playing with these characters for at least another few episodes, so. I know, I just didn't think about what I would want to do for her. Well, we have time. We're only at about a halfway through how much time I allotted for this, so. Okay, then I'll probably take a second to pick what I want to multiclass her into if mm-hmm. you want to do it mm-hmm. together. Or if you already know. Mm-hmm. 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 Damage on all attacks made against you hasn't taken a turn in combat yet. Importantly, though, it also turns all your successful attacks. What the fuck? <laughs> okay. Reading this list that I was looking for, like, good things to multiclass Sorcerer into, um... Number 12, Barbarians shut down Sorcerer spellcasting, which is terrible. Benefits of Barbarian Sorcerer. Barbarians resist physical damage while raging. It can make for memorable roleplay for a non-serious character. Hell yeah, it does. Do you just want to take him up to 5? Do you want to take him up to 10? I mean, I just went on a rant talking about how you shouldn't multi-class <laughs> until you hit 5. So maybe like... We can take him up to an even number, or we can take him up to an odd number. I say we can do seven. Interesting. Why don't we do eight? Benefits of rogue sor- sorcerer multiclass. Cunning actions boost the sorcerer's survivability. Yep, it means you're not going to get constantly kerfucked. Every combat. Because you can hide. Yeah, pretty much, man. Also rocking with a goddamn D6. D10, man. I'm rocking a D10 over here. Fucking good for you. He was a big bitch, man. What can I say? Now we multi-class, baby. Now I'm rolling with 5d10 and 1d12. This fucks. God, this fucks. Oh, this fucks. This is crazy. Uh, I'm doing fighter barbarian. So maybe pick something that, that, like, you know, something different just so they get, like, four different classes. Trickery cleric. That seems odd. That seems. No, because I just realized she's going to get compared to fucking Jester from Critical Role. Because she's a pink tiefling. Yes, this is a good protector. God damn it. 
Further more dangerous since it allows you. As far as like a fire stick of witness next to it, you're the only active person holding class to raise a fire's ability to use that. I think I gotta take Battle Rager to get Reckless Attack. I feel like I have to do Warlock. It's just the best thing for multi class sorcerer, though. Totem. No, I don't need Totem. I don't need Storm. Berserker or Battle Rager? I don't know what the difference is. I don't know what the difference is. That's fun. Nice, nice. No, but I don't talk to you for a reason. Nice, nice. God, Sparrow's numbers are shit. Just opening up and seeing 18 health is a fucking jump scare. I think we also, um... Oh, sorry, no. Her max is 19. I was gonna say, I don't think yeah, you... Yeah, I just long-rested. It's 19. Long-rested. God, that's bad. Mm-hmm. 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 Technically, I can do cleric, but that's... I just talked shit about... Yeah, you sure did. Yeah, it's okay though. Storm War, Totem Warrior, customizable. person. I didn't even mean it that way. I just meant she's very non-martial as a, like, as a fuck you. So unless, uh, Eva is taking some fucking spells. <laughs> no, it's yeah. fighter and barbarian, dogs. What do you mean spells? <laughs> exactly. I appreciate it a lot. Yeah, you're welcome. Oh, I did nine. Fuck me. 
I'm just going to 10. Fuck it. So many fun things. I can rage. <sighs> this is fun. Three damage on successful grapple. Advantage on deck saves versus anything I can see. Advantage on strength-based melee attack by granting advantage to attacks against me, so can reckless attack. I can't do... I add my con mod to my AC when I'm not wearing armor. I Twice a day, advantage on strength checks and saves. Teal damage. Oh, that's so nice. Two attacks, grappling... Oh my god, this character would be so fucking fun to play. I would never lose. Ugh, I would never fucking lose. I can do I just wouldn't be able to use any of her ranged abilities, which is fine. It means I would have to go back and change her subclass as a fighter. Aura of Hate is crazy. Yeah, the auras are nuts. Just the name Aura of Hate. The auras are nuts. Yeah. I wouldn't get it because I'm not going to be at level 7, but... Auras are fucking crazy, dude. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Paladins like that. Why are there no paladins that are just a little bit chill? Where's the oath of having a good time? Nope. Why is it all gotta be that much? It's very serious business being a paladin. I don't want that. Oh, it's a very serious business. Martial character and then the most spell casting character. I have 101 health. I'm Get cruising. Fucked. Level 10, I'm cruising. Cool, I'm gonna go from a D6 to a D8. I have 5 D10s and 5 D12s. Get fucked. <laughs> cool. I'm taking my goddamn patience. Five times ten less. Five times ten. Yeah, I'm only <coughs> I'm only nine off for my max hit points. It's crazy. I have a 19 in strength, a 16 in dex, a 14 in constitution, a 12 in intelligence, a 10 in wisdom, and an 8 in charisma. Wow. That's like almost up by 2 on every score. 8, 10, 12, 14, 16, and I fucked it up with a 19. Okay, I feel like I gotta do Art Bay for Warlock. I have a plus 3 to my intimidation rolls, but a minus 1 to everything else in charisma. Minus one deception, minus one performance, minus one persuasion, minus one charisma, but a plus three to do intimidation. I'd love to see Eva do a performance check. One plus five to nature for some reason. Explain to me how performance check with Eva would go. It wouldn't. It wouldn't. That's why she's a minus one. It wouldn't. I have a plus nine to hit with any of my weapons, though. Nah. <laughs> I only have 50% chance to hit anything. Uh. Do I do Fiend or Archbay? I feel like Archbay fits better. Sure, you can do Archbay. Can I 
asking for opinion, not permission, but I appreciate it. <laughs> no one listens closely enough. I can lie in between episodes, correct? Mm. I I prefer don't to remake take the whole fucking character. No, I prefer to take suits instead of ability increases. But I don't feel like living through all the suits right now. So then just lie. That's what I'm gonna do. Cool. Um, I'm sorry to ever lose your brain. Alright, come on. I'm getting there. I'm fucking leveling up right now. Get this shit over with. However you want to do it, buddy. I'm asking advice. However you want to do it, buddy. I hit my five, so I'd get my class features and my ability score ups, and then I just dumped all the other levels into the other class. Talking at you about, and you were checked out. Yeah, you get the warlock sorcerer. Why do I have to be checked in for that? Because I was asking advice on how to make it literally anything else. You do one thing, and you get an infinite number of spell slots. <laughs> I'm gonna have her be packed of the blade, so like maybe she could hit things. She could eat it if I. And that's also why I didn't want to be fucking Marshall, because we made that decision with the characters. I'm going to take either and, device. No, it's going to be a fuck you every time. It's going to be the most magical weapon you've ever seen. <laughs> She's going to stab with mage hands. I want you to weapon. know that. Still a weapon. Cool. Mage armor expert. Still a weapon, dog. Fuck you so much. Mage armor expert. Hell yeah. Survival, baby. Taking Eva's advice to the max. Get shit on. She can't come up and start giving advice on things I was already doing. Nah, Eva was just like... No! She said you're gonna get bigger to live longer, and that's exactly what she did. Sparrow started eating some fucking lean beef patties, man. No, she did not. Yes, yeah, she did. She started bulking up. <laughs> nah. Changing it up so much. I like what you're doing there. <laughs> Why do you hate me, Madison? Why do you hate me? I don't. Yes, you do. I don't have an issue with you. Your beef seems to be with me, man. I don't have any with you. Bullshit. You're the one going, eat shit. 
But we've committed, and I have shit written down. Hell yeah, commitment, things on the app, or paper, whatever the fuck. App. Or me app. Things on the app. Tifa's gonna get so fucked, because I've got so many area of effect uh, charm things that you have to roll out of. The bitch is standing next to me. I don't think you, bro, you're fucked if any of those go sideways and she ends up having to hit you instead. Why the fuck would she be hitting me? She's not a very intelligent character. Yeah, I'm aware. I'm so easily aware. That's all I'm saying. What's her intelligence? Uh, it's ten. She's not that stupid. Ten is average. Look at, look at mine. Interesting. I started with a 20 and... Well, fucking min-max or ass. No, I fucking rolled, dipshit. Well, min-max or ass. I know, I got stuck with fucking... Point five, point bitch. Point five. Min-max. And I still do better than you in combat. I'm sh- playing a spellcaster! Shittier stats. That's crazy. It doesn't matter. Crazy, dog. Crazy. I hope you genuinely eat shit a little bit Don't today. Don't have a disadvantage for contesting enemies on range attacks. Kill my crossbows faster. Bonus action. Oh, that's cool. Four and five. One more level up. Barbarian. My Eldritch Blast is going to be great. All right, you ready? Yeah, give me like two seconds. One... Two. You're so fucking funny. One, two. Are you gonna talk in French there? Um, yeah. You wanna try again? No. You wanna try again? No. <laughs> Go ahead, try again. I'm so goddamn tired. Go ahead, Mass. Try again. I have to be up so early. <laughs> okay, that one's fully on you. Try again. So now we're going to talk about um, how we would multi-class Eva and Sparrow, which are our characters that we made forever ago in our Season 1 finale. Well, we made them before that, but we, we played them, them in our Season 1 finale in uh, more than just like a combat breakdown. So a quick TLDR. Eba is a um, fighter goliath who specializes in ranged combat, uh, but is also sort of a expert at using any kind of weapon. She's based loosely off of the character Abby from Last of loosely. Us 2. Her name is Abby, but backwards. It is Abby, but backwards. But boy, does it fucking work. Um, she's huge. She has a military background, so she's very like soldier-forward and combat-focused. 
there was a lot of banter between the two of them about like getting bigger and surviving. And it's you'll be pleasantly it's surprised beef. to hear that Sparrow took all of her suggestions to heart and no! is now excellent at surviving. No! What is Sparrow like? Sparrow is a uh, pink tiefling wild magic sorcerer. Um, she's a kind of like a Robin Hoodie type, like a dashing rogue, not like the class rogue, but like the character archetype. Um, very like <laughs> devil may care, never tell me the odds. I'm a, I'm in this for the gold. I'm a little bit of a con artist. Um, she has a. I've seen Madison play this exact character several times. It's a fun trope, and I play them in different flavors. Okay. <laughs> You can't say, like, Sparrow is objectively a good person and is a little bit more of, like, the Robin Hoodie. Magnolia was just a bitch, and there was a difference there. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Do they have the same build now? Uh-huh. Yes, but I, yep. but, but I debated it, and it was just mechanically the best choice to make. But anyway, Sparrow has a, a fun back and forth with Eba, where Eba likes to think that she's telling Sparrow how to survive, and uh, Sparrow is like, I'm a full-grown adult who has been on the run from the law for years. I know what I, I know. You were telling me things I already know. And then Sparrow gets finessed in combat, and then Eva has to come and save her life. Yeah, because I'm playing a little Or the life of a sorcerer. civilian that she oh, almost lets to high. Get fucked! And she has better stats than Eva by like a fucking mile. Who I have an 8, 10, 12. Who immediately got charmed? 8, 10, 12, 14, 15, 18. Died. 18, 12, 14, 15, 18. You have a fucking 20. I did not help you. You, have a, you don't have you anything below died. a 13. You would have died. And so you would you. Died. So would you. No. You I failed like four checks out. in the no. opening monologue to oh, save that civilians. Fine. That was fine. They you were almost fine. let like three people die. Yeah, well. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Who carried fucking Sparrow's ass in the combat one shot we did? Oh my god! You were down for the last three turns of combat. I was like a goddamn third level sorcerer. I'm saying is you could be like, oh, well, who got charmed? Who got charmed? <laughs> who actually lives longer than two get rounds of combat fucked. when they get hit? Yeah, who's also the who lives DM? longer? Who's also who lives the longer? DM? Who lives longer? DM? But you who's know I'm not going easy on Eba. I'm throwing her into combat because it's what she's good at. Bullshit. Not my fault. You suck. Oh my god, I'll kick your ass. It's not my fault. I will suck. kick your ass in real life. It's not my fault. Roll initiative, motherfucker. Let's go. <laughs> Anyways, Let's go. we multi-classed up to level 10. So I, I did a real simple build with Eva. She was Seeing the spike in the volume on the She was a level the, 3 ranger with a specialization in ranged combat because Abby from The Last of Us is good at two things, hitting people and shooting people. So I wanted to do the same kind of build. Um, so I did three levels in fighter. And then um, I took her up to fighter level 5. Just to get that ability score increase, which I threw into strength because it's the shared between uh, Barbarian and Fighter. And then I dumped five more points into Barbarian up to level 10. So at the third level for subclass, I chose uh, Battle Rager, which is not everyone's favorite subclass, uh, especially on RPGBot.net. But it's the one that made sense for the characters, so it's the one I fucking chose. It revolves around having advantages while wearing something called Spiked Armor, but also Rage cucks you out of using certain kinds of armor. So, whatever. Um, but now I can reckless attack. I also have two attacks. Uh, and then for a feature that I took instead of an ability increase at the 10th level, or no, it was at the 8th level, I took a, um, a feature I from... I doing features. Uh, well, I don't have as hard of a time picking through the list as somebody else does. So anyways, <sighs> I picked a feature that allows her to use her crossbow as a bonus action after and allows her to fire with it after making an attack with a one-handed weapon. 
So functionally, what this looks like is she can take a swing with her little battle hammer at one person and do like a 1d8 and then immediately fire at another motherfucker across the room with a crossbow, which works so well for a character who in a video game does th that exact thing. Yeah. So I got really good at that. Um, I'm also, HP is 103, which is seven off of the max I could have. I have 5d10s and 5d12s. Get fucked. Um, again, my scores are not nearly as good as Sparrow's, but I don't really give a fuck. Uh, fun thing about Ebo, she is not very charismatic. She has a minus one in every single thing charisma-based, except for Intimidation, where she gets her proficiency bonus, and she has a plus three. So she has a minus one to deception, performance, and persuasion and charisma checks in general, but a plus three to intimidation. Good if you've played her. the game, you're very, very well aware of how this works because that's exactly the fucking same way it happens in the video game. Loosely based. Loosely based indeed, baby. It's not loosely. I could have made her a human instead. Well, fair, I guess. Loosely based. Loosely um, let's see if there's any other fun things I did. So with... Fight with my fighting style being archery as well. I have plus two with my ranged weapons, so it means that hitting that crossbow shot is going to be a lot easier. And then because I have fighter, I have superiority dice, so I can burn those into doing a number of different things. Um, grappling because she's very large and she's also going to do damage uh, on a successful grapple. Three specifically, as long as she's not wearing heavy armor, her speed is also going to get upped by ten feet, so I can move um, to get those those multiple attacks, which is really nice because you can break those up. You don't have to do them all in the same place. Uh, and then my AC goes way the fuck up because I get to add my con mod whenever I'm not wearing armor. So if I'm just wearing no armor uh, and just like a loose garb, which is kind of how the game works as well. She's just wearing like military garb, which is basically a shirt and a jacket. Mm -hmm. uh, I get to move an extra 10 feet and my AC goes up without having to take any disadvantage to anything else. Which is pretty nice if you ask me. Mm -hmm. And I can rage up to three times. So I can also do the rage, multiple attack, um, uh, reckless attack, and then still do the crossbow and the one-handed stuff. So I built her very, very basic. Um, not a particularly like crazy or outrageous multi-class thing. Really, I could have just put three into Barbarian or three into Fighter and then put the rest into the other classes because really I only needed to get the subclass features of one or the other. Um but, you know, when in doubt, middle it out. She's martial all the way around. The only reason I really wanted Barbarian was to get that extra bit of health because she's a very healthy character. She's very large. Um, and to be able to rage as well, there are moments in-game where after you get a melee kill, you can then immediately go into another one without having to do any of the extra animations. So I like the idea of that looking mechanically of her being able to go into a rage and then reckless attack, two hits, and then potentially land a killing strike with her crossbow because the chances of her missing are, like, zero. Yeah. She does what she does very well. Fair enough. Um, I, am, I, am I moving on to yep. Sparrow? Sure. Um, I'm actually switching her because I refuse to play two uh, wild magic sorcerer warlocks. Um, so now she's going to be a storm sorcerer. Um, it must have been really painful for you. Get fucked. It must it's have hurt so, so bad. Fucked. Must this, hurt is, this is going really on the list of bad. episodes <laughs> where there's a real life fight. Um, what was the subclass you chose for Warlock? Uh, I'm getting there. Just what was it really quick? Archfey. Oh, okay. All I right. haven't done that one before. Right. Calm down. Okay, I'm just making sure. Get off my dick. Just making sure you're, you're, you know, varying it up a little bit. I am. Okay, mind your business. She likes to play a lot of the same character builds. I do. I have She just role plays them different. That. She just roles plays them different. I've never done that. That's, that's I've what never, she likes to do. I've, okay, I'm going to just... It's all damage. Shut it's all about up! having the most amount of spells, and then she just makes them look a little bit different. I like to play a specific way, and I'm not going to apologize for that. 
Tisk tisk. Anyway, um, I is, I'm so I've gotten so into this fucking argument that I'm like a little like thrown off. Um, anyway, so she has uh six levels in sorcerer and four levels in warlock. I really wanted to get to um, at least six levels in Storm Sorcerer because you get a fun little thing called Heart of the Storm, which you meet, which means you get resistance to lightning and thunder damage. And I fucking love lightning bolt as a spell. Um, so I would love to keep using that. And you also get a fun little thing at first level Storm Sorcerer, um, which is you can use a bonus action uh, to fly 10 feet up into the air without provoking an opportunity attack anytime that you cast something above the first level, which is pretty fucking sick. Um... And then for choosing Archfey, I I was kind of told that we were going to be multiclassing these characters on the fly, and I normally like to like be very meticulous about what I do. So this is also me like going through and figuring out what I, what my character is going to be able to do as you all are hearing it. Scary. Um, but I decided to go with Archfey because it was one I haven't done before, and I think that kind of fits her character in terms of like this like kind of like trickstery um, con artist vibe. Mm. Um, and so I'm going to be able to get. Wins uh, in a physical fight. That's not the. Ow. 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 What the fuck? I'm so sorry. What the fuck? What is wrong with I'm you? I'm so sorry. Jesus. Go ahead and tell the listeners what you just fucking did. I... Robert. God damn. I'm so sorry that. I'm afraid that the mic picked up on that. Oh, it did. Um... It bounced off the fucking mic. I got mad and I threw a Robert was talking shit and I threw a pin at him very hard. <laughs> and it and it bounced and now he has the pin and I know that he does and it's in his hand. She's just I'm... mad that Eba bodies the shit out of Sparrow and any That's fight. not the question. That's what I asked, and that's I what know, I know, but like hit that doesn't that doesn't fucking that's when I got hit with a pen. I said, who wins in a physical altercation? And then you threw a fucking pin at my face. So in real life, it's me. Um, yeah, because I'm not going to throw it back. But anyway, uh, she has a 20 in charisma, and I also took the, one of the invocations for um, Warlock ass, that is going to allow me to do uh, 1d10 plus 5 for my Eldritch Blasts. Um, I'm going to get to cast two of those every time I do it. And then because I'm a sorcerer, I can also uh, twin spell that or quicken spell that. Um, and I so can I twin can spell Eldritch Blast. I can do four beams, um, which is something you're normally supposed to be able to do once you reach, like, what, 17th level? Um I have it written down somewhere, but I don't have it pulled up right now. Fucking annoying. Um, So I can do that. I can also. um, I got to hit more than once. I took uh, an ability that also from Elder Invocations that allows me to do Mage Armor without expending a spell slot. um, So I can automatically do that. No, get fucked. Get fucked. Get so fucked. Um, Eva said, "You need to find a way to protect yourself." And you know what she did when she leveled up? She did mage armor. It is magical. I already had mage armor, you dipshit. But now you can do it better. Now you can do it better. Now you can do it better. I I don't know what energy the whole second half of this fucking episode (laughs) has had, but it is Robert deciding that we're going to physically fight. Um, I haven't made that decision at all. She's going to let Eva die. That's if she doesn't die first in combat. I think if Eva decides that she's going to sit this one out. You're fucked. I think that Sparrow can hold her own. I would. Are you telling me I that Magnolia, the that. other sorcerer warlock that I've played, are you telling me she could not hold her own in a fight? I'm telling you she could hold her own in a fight because I gave her insanely broken magical items. Oh my god, even without her magical items. And had abilities items. that are like even way beyond what other items. people in the party had. Even without the magical items. By herself, no way. 
You know why? Because Bullshit. every person in combat was trying to kill her dumbass, and other people had to hop in front. That's not my problem. Right, so let's let's revisit the question again. Do I think Magnolia by herself could survive? Fuck no. Yes! No. Just a fight She lost a 1v1 to Keeler like four times. He was a god! Point point being, though, in that universe, no. She would have lasted a fucking day. I didn't even say you to Okay. A day. I'm going to be the bigger person for Less once in my goddamn life. Hours. I'm going to take my dead. fucking shoe off and throw it at you, Robert. I swear <laughs> to God. She's it's not even a bit. So quick. I am going to untie my goddamn shoelaces. So what are the rest of Sparrow's shoe features? Is going up your what ass. What else can she do besides um, fucking twin spell Elder's Blast? <laughs> and cast a mage armor better. <laughs> today, Robert. <laughs> what is up your ass today? Fucking magical characters. I hate them. That is not my problem. <laughs> so much. That is not my fucking problem. <sighs> anyway, uh, she could also cast Calm Emotions, which is going to be very helpful whenever you're playing with fucking Robert. Um, Hell yeah, dog. Uh, I also have something called Fae Presence, which uh, starting at the first level, you uh, can make anyone within a 10-foot uh, cube originating from me do a wisdom saving throw against my spell save which is a fucking uh, 17. Um, yeah. And if they fail that, then I get to choose whether they are charmed or frightened by me until the end of my next turn, which is pretty nice. Um, it also gives you access to a couple more spells, and now I'm also going to have access to the Warlock spell list, which is pretty exciting. Super fun. Uh, because I'm going to be able to pull shit from that. Um, I When it comes to a spell casting character, you have to like look through spells to figure out what's cool about it, and I didn't really have time to do all that. Uh, because it's not <laughs> as easy as doing uh, as just punching things hard. So um, listen, I punch things hard and fast and better, and also from a distance. Good for you. I can I can do your whole range thing. I what whole range thing? It's like the only thing the spellcasters have on the martial characters is they can do it from a distance. They can also like banish people. Yeah, I can banish people too by putting my fucking hammer through their skull on a crit. No, I mean, like, I could just look at yeah, you and go, Yeah, send them go to home. another realm. I'm fully aware of what Banish does. I know you are. Why Banish somebody when you can just kill them with seven attacks? Maybe, because I don't want to do that. <laughs> I don't know. It sounds like a skill issue to me. It, oh. <laughs> <laughs> she just can't count that high. It's okay. <laughs> there will not be any episodes after this. This is our final episode of Table Talk. <laughs> About to throw my shoe in a room there, full of very there, expensive equipment. Any other features? Um, I don't know. I didn't really have time to look at all of them. Uh, but uh, the other, f <laughs> the other fun thing you can do with Sorcerer Warlock builds, if Robert would shut the fuck up for ten goddamn seconds, is I could take some of those sorcery points, or some of those uh spell slots that I get from being a warlock, uh, which is uh I I now have uh five second level spells available to me. I can take some of those and be like, cool, realistically, I'm not going to be able to need to cast four first-level spells, five second-level spells, and uh, three third-level spells as a um, level 10 character or even like a like level 10 total character. Um, so I'm going to convert some of those into uh, sorcery points, and I'm going to just be able to spam whatever spells that I want or also be able to quicken spell and um, twin spell as much as I want to. Uh, which is really what I like to use sorcerers for because a lot of the time you can do multiple things on a turn as opposed to a lot of other spellcasters where you really only get your like main action. Um, I also 
we tend to ignore the rule that you can't cast two spells in a turn because hey i blocked it robert just threw a pen at me actually i didn't um, yes you I what didn't. the fuck do you mean you didn't i didn't i did this and then set it on the table you dipshit i thought I, something hit me nothing hit you i didn't throw anything am i going are you gaslighting me no. again? Because yesterday you Swear gaslighted me. Swear on my life. Yesterday, Swear this on my motherfucker life. in front of his goddamn family tripped me, and I turned around and said, hello. And he was like, nah, it wasn't me. Clumsy ass bitch. I didn't throw a single thing at you. I am having a stroke. Why are you like this? You're the one that threw the pin at me first. Can I have my shoe back? No, you can't have your fucking shoe back. I have to drive home. You can walk over here and get it at the end of the episode. Okay. Anything else? Okay, that Sparrow well, does besides cast spells better. I guess I'm fucking done. I haven't had time to like read through my abilities because I've been on the <laughs> fucking defense this whole time. Nah, as much as I give them, truly the the thing that annoys me the most is that um, they just have more options than martial characters do. Like I got one thing that I do really well, and I can do multiple of it on one turn, which is cool, I guess. But I can't cast spells. Oh, I also took Pack to the Blade uh, and Smite. Shout out Elder to Eva. Smite, so I can uh. Shout out to Eva. Not shout out to Eva. Shout out to Eva. I, Robert, I'm so serious. <laughs> Encouraging people to fight martially. Pack to the blade, baby. I, we will fight martially. Pack to the blade. We can fight martially in real life. Listen, Eva said you got to get some. No, hands, no, no, no. This is not about Eva. You got to get better at taking hits. And you know what Sparrow did? This is not about Eva. Sparrow turned around and started eating spinach and eggs exclusively and you know got the fuck really she fucking did. yoked. You were not making decisions. She for hits my people character. with martial weapons now. Head. She has a fuck higher ass. AC. <laughs> she does it all. Shit. She does it all, man. Eva's doing her doing. I hope you choke. He was doing the work, man. Eva. Out here keeping Sparrow alive. I recognize that I'm 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 just feeding into it, but like <laughs> you are so infuriating as a person <laughs> that I can't not. It's the same shit of like uh, I'm getting in trouble when I was little and they're like, You get bullied because you're so like you react so much and I know that, but I can't not react. So anyways. Any other fun features you, you want to talk about? Your multi-class no, sorcerer warlock. No, because I didn't get to read them because I've been on the fucking defense this whole time. Not really. Not really. Um, I could do phantasmal force, calm emotions, fairy fire, and sleep from Archfey. Uh, those are the ones I get for free without like going through and looking. That's nice. I don't have a single um, fucking cantrip. That's so depressing. I have so many. Do you want some there's of mine? There's a whole dedicated portion of this app where it's like martial weapons, and then there's like cantrips and spell slots. I mean, I'm sure ours look very similar in that one one page is very full and one page is very not. But um, I have eight. Yeah. Eight cantrips. Zero. That is the biggest problem that you'll run into because the sorcerer cantrip list and the warlock cantrip list list are virtually identical that's why um, i just let her st get rid of cantrips yeah. so that she could actually like cast spells and do other things because dear fucking lord i get it for some people that's fun but like you know mechanically what does that do for you when you can cast a single spell on a turn yeah i mean like i love cantrips don't get me wrong but half the time if i have the ability well what other cantrip is there when you have access to elder's blast exactly i mean most of the time you're not your question there's not you're not going to be doing enough damage with any of your cantrips so like make them beneficial enough. You're going to spam the one fucking thing that the Wizards of the Coast gave you, which is Eldritch Blast, and then you're going to twin spell it and do it four times, and then you're going to cap your damage. 
And when it stops being great, I'll stop doing that. Which isn't a thing, because not only is it the best cantrip in the game, but there's a class entirely dedicated to taking features around it, so you can just make it even better. Mm-hmm. Also, I can use magic And twin spell it. Uh, so I can use a sorcery point to re-roll a d20, uh, which is another fun sorcerer ability. It's fucking annoying. Yeah. Wild magic sorcerer is just, fuck you, I roll what I want, uh, and Robert experienced that firsthand. Yep. Actually, I'm going to re-roll that. Actually, I'm going to re-roll that. Actually, you're going to re-roll that. Actually, you're going to roll that with disadvantage. Actually, I'm going to roll this with advantage. Between about that fuck you? and having a fucking uh, about get kidnapped? chronomancy wizard in the same... At the same oh, my fucking God. Storing <laughs> roles in, in reversing people's actions. and <laughs> It was a fucking annoying combo. Absolutely absurd combo. I was fighting time itself. It was... That was great for me to watch. I hated my every goal, bit of that. Like, your goal as a DM is to, like, kill your party. It's not. It is for you personally sometimes. Is that not true? My goal is to make it difficult enough that there is a real chance of death. My goal is not to kill my party. I stand by that. You want to down everyone in combat at least once. Mm. I These are words I have heard you say. It is a fun milestone to have downed everybody in a given campaign once, which I've already achieved with this one. But um, Some children. yeah, Some children. yeah, it is what it is. But I don't aim to kill my party. I aim to give them an experience that feels challenging enough that they at least think that there was a chance that they could have died. I have heard Robert say before a session, "My goal is to kill you." Yeah, because there are some people that just make fucking character builds where the entire goal is to just survive. So, of course, my number one goal in combat is going to down you. Either way, this is all. Uh, this was a bit for me to then tee up to say my goal sometimes as a player is to make my DM cry. Just a little. I haven't achieved it. You will never. I won't No, you had a breakdown you... in Harlixton, though. And yeah, I but I didn't cry. No, you didn't. I will never shed a tear for you at that table. Not for me. Or anybody else, quite frankly. I refuse. You, I will not give you all that power over me. I can't do that. <laughs> I will not. This is the most straight man experiencing emotions concept I've ever heard. I can't. I can't allow that weakness you to invade me You cried during that one shot. Yeah, I made myself cry. Oh, fuck off. I made myself cry, Madison, because that's how good I am at this. That's not how it went. That's just acting. I was so good, I convinced myself. That's just act. I do that every day. This means I'm a great actor. How does it make you feel? It's not even my field. Don't fucking stop whipping. I don't know what has been your thing. Like. Anyways, thank you for tuning in to our latest what the episode. Fuck is your problem? <laughs> we'll talk. We will see you next Thursday. Maybe if I have a Bye.